Hi, this is Niu Niu. Welcome to the second season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. In this podcast series, I'll take you to meet some inspiring Chinese figures whose wisdom and thoughts have been and still are guiding us along the way. For this episode, we're about to meet a very special historical figure, Qu Yuan. He lived around 2,200 years ago, but stays relevant today in Chinese culture. For those of you who are not Chinese, Qu Yuan is to China what Aristotle is to Greece, or Shakespeare is to the Great Britain. Now, to give the show a kickstart, allow me to bring you out of the studio to a more spacious, lively, and festive place. Let's go. Hey guys, it's me again. Guess where I am? I'll give you some hints. I am in the southern part of China, where it's super hot and humid in summertime. In ancient China, this would be the place of Chu, and it is the hometown of a significant Chinese patriotic poet, Qu Yuan. Yes, I'm in Zigui County of Hubei Province, celebrating Duanwu Festival or the Dragon Boat Festival with the locals. Take a listen. Here we have a special culture of Qu Yuan. Welcome to Zigui. I hope more people can learn about him. The Duanwu Festival in Zigui is quite special. It's even more grandly celebrated than the Spring Festival. We celebrated in three different mini sections for a month. There I was standing on the riverbank, waiting for the dragon boat race in absolute excitement. People were cheering, chanting, and yelling for their teams on the top of their voices. I talked to a dragon boater on site about the standards for selecting team members. So you need to be very decent, holding a really good manner. And the next must have is have to have a very sincere love for the culture behind all this. Many of you might have heard of Qu Yuan. Some of you might even know that he committed suicide on the fifth day of the fifth Chinese lunar month in Meiluo River. The day turned into the Duanwu Festival or Dragon Boat Festival, honoring the patriotic poet. But who exactly was Qu Yuan? What's so impressive about him? How come there's a national holiday commemorating him? Well, it all started even before China was unified for the first time by the state of Qin. The story started over 2,200 years ago during the Warring States period. Qu Yuan was born around 300 BC in the ancient state of Chu, a very prosperous state, a large kingdom. To put things in perspective, the Alexander Empire in the west was the largest country in terms of land area, and Chu was the largest in the east, second largest in the world at that time. Along with several other states, it was under the governance of Zhou, which was a bit more like a confederation of states, theoretically glued together but factually functioning separately. At that time, Qu Yuan was this exuberant young boy who was both talented and charming. As an aristocrat in the Chu Kingdom, it was no surprise that Qu Yuan was selected as a designated classmate of one of the princes, Prince Huai. It was a semi-peer, semi-teacher position, and Qu Yuan was perfect for it. He was on the job for ten years. 
when Prince Huai finally beat the other princes and succeeded the throne as the King Huai of Chu. Their long-lasting friendship became the first push for Qu Yuan to enter the political stage. Still in his 20s, Qu Yuan had served in many high positions, including one that was basically the vice premier of the state council. His future could not be any brighter. Record has it that when he worked in the court, he would examine and discuss national policies directly with the king, and they would make decisions together. When he worked as a field officer, he would inspect the lower-rank officials, host important guests, and deal with the noblemen. The king valued Qu Yuan as if he were a close relative. Like most visionaries at that time, Qu Yuan was a reformist as well. He wished to carry out a slew of reforms analogous to the successful approach of Qin. Days and nights, he discussed reform proposals with his king in confidence and hammered out draft articles one after another. Deeply convinced that this would help his state grow strong again, Qu Yuan was happily married to his task. One day, a fellow nobleman who was also working in the Chu court paid Qu Yuan a surprise visit. Greetings, Minister Qu Yuan. How have you been? I haven't seen you for quite a while in court. What have you been up to? Uh, uh, hello. Good to see you too. Well, you know, nothing in particular. Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Really, nothing significant at all. Where are my manners? How about we have some tea in my living room? Oh, come on! What are you being so secretive about? We're both officials here. You can tell me anything. The living room is so far away. Let's just have a conversation in your study right here. Oh. What is this? A reform proposal? Very interesting. Let me help you with it, sir. This is not right. What are you doing? I didn't say you could come into my reading room, let alone messing with my stuff. You're acting like a robber. Get out. Fine. If you don't need my help, then I'm out of here. Who cares about your draft articles? I was just browsing a little bit. And it was not even good. The next day, holding a grudge about Chu Yuan, not letting him help with the reform proposal as he wished, the official spread information about Chu Yuan's work, and then went on court to meet the King Huai directly. Your Majesty, my dear Lord Huai, you won't believe what Chu Yuan did. You shouldered him with such substantial responsibility of drafting a reform proposal. Instead of keeping it a secret and guarding it with his life, Chu Yuan boasted about it to everyone in the capital. Ask around if you don't believe me. Everybody knows. He even went as far as saying that this is a job that only he could have completed. Ignoring everyone else's efforts, including Your Majesty yourself, he totally betrayed your trust. I am ashamed to even be his colleague. The misguided King Huai was furious and became alienated from his valued advisor Chu Yuan. As a consequence, 
The king decided to strip Chu Yuan of his government posts and banish him from the capital. Did Chu Yuan really lose the trust of his King Huai? What will he do next? Why have the Chinese literate been influenced by Chu Yuan generations after generations? In the next episode, let's explore the other major facets of Chu Yuan and get to know him as one of the greatest Chinese poets. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. If you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch via email at podcast.cri.com.cn or you can interact with me on my Facebook page, Niu Niu Chinese. That's N-I-U-N-I-U space Chinese. Thanks for your company and see you next time on Old Wisdom, New Insights.